Hello Knights of the Roll Table and welcome to this exciting one-shot episode. This takes place in between Season 5 and Season 6. We took a little time out, partly because Jen was busy having a baby to record these special bonus episodes that are highly relevant to Season 6. It was a great time with some characters we haven't seen for a little while and hope you enjoy. We begin in the hidden knight's headquarters beneath the town of Respite, where Sora McIntyre, the first knight, has assembled a team of adventurers for a special mission. Sora is there in a mission planning type room with a big table, has some maps on the wall and some magical type things that can be used for communication and stuff. And she has gathered four knights that we are familiar with. Gravely, the ranger. XX Bloody Heart, the rogue. Hey, everybody. A branch from the tallest tree in the forest, the druid. And Tiburon, the fighter who have worked together previously and uh, they're all gathered around this table and Sora says they've gathered together the four of you because you have experience working together in a covert and shall we say improvisational manner and the mission that I have to send you on today will require both. We have information that a powerful object is being transported in the near future between two elite strongholds. And though this item will be very well guarded, this, we believe, will be our best opportunity to intercept it while it is in mid-transport. We are not entirely sure what this item is, but we have reason to believe it is of great use to the elites and their ability to coordinate their forces. And if we could disrupt that or possibly take control of some of their powers for ourselves, we believe it would be greatly helpful for the cause, which at times can be very desperate, as you know. The object is being transported by uh, what I would describe as a series of uh, attached carriages, except rather than rolling along the ground, they are flying through the air. I'm sorry, did you say flying? Uh, yes. Oh, all right. Well, that, uh, that sort of takes out a lot of the... Um, easiness of this because none of us can really fly well i guess i guess branch kind of can fly i mean you you can turn yourself into flying things but the rest of us might be stuck on the ground sora uh, i uh, i do not think i can carry you uh, we do have an option for that uh you will be delivered to the flying wagon train and she is essentially describing a train but the trains aren't even normal like trains on rails are not even common to the realms or something people know about. So the notion that this is a flying train that you're going to be intercepting is pretty far out there for 
what is typical, pretty advanced technology. Is this like the technology that um, Sasa had with her flying ship, except it's carriages? It's very likely not Night Crystal propulsed in some reason. Uh, we have some intelligence that it may in some manner harness the power of, of air elementals. We, we're not sure. Whatever it is, your task will be to join it. And it is, it is very well defended. So your entry point will be on the back of the vessel. On the back of the transport, the very back of the transport is the only possible entry point, And it is guarded by two guards. One of them is a covert agent to our cause. Once you're able to intercept that agent, they should be able to let you in and you can proceed from there. Oh, sorry, uh, are you saying that there's someone working for the the elites that's undercover? Yes, a double agent for oh, the knights. That's very dangerous. All right. There are many in the realms who are sympathetic to our cause, of course, and this individual has been very brave in the information they've been able to get to us. They right. had very little information of what is inside the carriages from there, which is where your improvisational nature will be necessary. Yes. And we don't know what this object is, but we know it's of high importance enough to get a floating carriage uh, chain transporting from one group of elites to another, uh, uh, one important location to another. And it's something in this thing that we have to steal or, or you want us to just like shut down the floating carriages the floating carriages are merely the manner of transport we want you to identify this object and if at all possible bring it back but if you can just simply mm. be limited to disrupting the ability of the elites to make use of this technology that that may be as much of a victory as you're able to claim oh well that's no problem i mean branch has access to a dragon turtle so you can just ask it to bite it out of the sky if we get it close to popolona right i mean that's Shouldn't be too hard. That would be uh, one option. <laughs> Good luck last, with that. Last time I talked to uh, Dave, he said uh, he said that he he was his going name to is go Dave. On vacation. <laughs> I, it is a hard name to pronounce, so French calls him Dave. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Well, I guess it also depends on if it's anywhere close to the the island turtle. Now, uh, you did mention uh, getting to the vessel. Uh, we do have an option for that. Uh, you mentioned, actually, uh, Captain Sarsa in the past. Uh, you will be uh, transported there and dropped off by the pilot of the Crescent Squall 3. Hey! We smash cut <laughs> to the deck of the Crescent Squall 3 in mid-journey. You've all boarded the ship, and you are heading out in route, up high, high up in the air above the clouds. And it is being piloted by Jarek Dark Harbor. <laughs> and Jarek is piling at it relatively competently. Like, it's hard to like hit stuff flying in a straight line through the air. But what's a little bit concerning is he like very frequently will see things like, uh, yeah, okay, uh, hoist the mainsail. Yeah, I know how to do that. And then it'll happen. And uh, yeah, I can definitely do that. Yeah, okay. So the uh, south, southwest. Yeah, we can definitely do that. And he just has this like ongoing, like out loud commentary where he's talking himself through how to operate the airship. Uh, and assisting him is actually three familiars. So he has a cat familiar, a hawk familiar, and a turtle familiar that are kind of like going around the decks and flying around 
kind of like the hawk will like grab a rope and fly it to the top and the turtle will like clamp down on it and and pull it back and they are kind of like helping him operate this vessel and his his commentary along the lines of like oh yeah i can totally do that is not even necessarily prompted by one of you saying like will we be able to get close enough to the vessel to He's just telling, talking to himself, kind of like constantly in that stream. Uh, Tiburon, uh, do, do you think that uh, Mister Dark Harbor is, is? It looks like he's not quite qualified for this sort of thing. He seems a little bit nervous. Uh, Tiburon sighs. I not not very good work, unfortunately. I've he's, got he's this. That's a normal thing. Don't worry fist. about that. It's fine. I, mean, I would feel more comfortable with you, a, a man of the sea and who's been on many vessels to to, to helm sort of something like this. He, he seems much more of a land dweller. Uh-oh. Uh, that's okay. We didn't need that rope. That's it. That's extra. It's fine. I, I would probably be good to advise up there, but we have to go through the plan one more time. Right. Well, let's go through the plan. So we we are um, sneaking in. Um, if anyone asks, we, we are members of a cleaning crew. Is that what we decided, XX? Is that you? You said you really wanted to be yeah. part of a cleaning crew. I, I don't quite know if that's the the best option but i mean if you think that's no look nobody wants to talk to cleaning crew you will basically be invisible right okay so yeah here's your disguise so well no but like you know here so uh, i've got these disguises that i worked up so put on these jumpers and we'll uh we'll be looking good mr whiskers can you climb that uh uh woody woody planky thing over there yeah (laughs) Don't let me interrupt, guys. I got this. This is fine. We should be there pretty soon. Does he know that the cat doesn't listen to him? I don't think he can see, but Mr. Whiskers isn't doing anything. Mr. Whiskers is listening, but he does not care. Yes. A a little bit concerned that that this jumper is is a bright color. Mine is yellow. Is there a reason for that? Yeah. It's, I mean, that's the color of a safety thing. It's to, to make it like, you know, how animals. You know, as a ranger, I, I know that a lot of animals, like if they have bright colors like a ladybug, you don't want to eat it because it is possibly poisonous. Yeah. Is it like that? Is it kind of saying like ideal in hazardous materials? Yeah, that's exactly, exactly the reason. Oh, all right. Well, that's, yeah, that's good, good thinking. Uh, yeah. Sex bloody hard. Absolutely. Oh, uh, like a poison dart frog. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. And yes, then branch. And then well, we could um, just keep all of our stuff in this rolling bin. Right. Oh, oh <clears> yes. We'll just my, roll it around. I would love if my longbow and uh, quiver would be able to fit in there. Yeah, let's put it in. So we we use our trash can on wheels. We put all our stuff in it. Branch is going to put like a mop head on the end of his quarterstaff. Perfect. <laughs> he... Can I try out the, the, the wheels to make sure? I just want to see like how, if it's like squeaky or... or... Oh, it's very squeaky. Yeah, it's... Oh, um, like one, you one know, just spins. Oh, that's, that's the ground. <laughs> you know, I, I, I might, I actually might uh, have something for this. Hold on a second, and uh, uh, gravely kind of kneels down a second, and he looks at the wheel, and he kind of, kind of mutters something to himself, and uh, he, he puts his hands around the wheel, and you, you see this kind of warm amber glow, and, uh, and it, you hear this kind of, and then the wheel sort of corrects itself, it sort of uh, becomes more perpendicular and, and straightened uh try it now xx all right move it back and forth and it's 
completely silent. That wheel works great, but like that wheel working has like unbalanced <sighs> another wheel on the other side. So now it's spinning. Oh, I, I can do it again. Uh, I can do it a few more times. And so I, I just continued to do mend. You do several rounds of mending, mending until yes. the thing uh, is I, I learned this beautifully. new spell. Um, I've been studying with Farah, my, my, uh, my, uh, uh, in, in, the person in my relationship, my, my, um, my, um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have a name for it now. Did you say girlfriend? You I, have a I girlfriend? Have, yeah, girl uh, it's the girl from Giaka. She definitely said it. Awesome. She's my partner. And, uh, she we, seemed we nice. Are in thing. She's introduced me to, um, uh, she's introduced me to, uh, following, the ways of arcana and uh i have picked up a, a couple of things i've become a um a junior cleric uh of of mistra uh, so I, i've learned a few things because i want to be able to support people when they get hurt and and um i've become a uh, a junior cleric cool man well i'm glad that's working out for you you know, it, it's it's nice because we like sometimes we'll meet once a week and we we'll, we have little uh, gatherings and people will bring food and we talk about things and uh, beliefs of, of of magic. Empress Dominatrix, can you hold on to this for a minute? And the turtle, the turtle, like rolls up to the helm where Jarek is steering, and it like clamps onto it, so it like it's like uh, basically providing cruise control, so the thing will go straight. And Jarek like runs over to Gravy, like, "Good job, man!" And gives oh, you like okay. a high five. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's kind of interesting. I'm I'm trying to support her, and it's allowed me to get more in touch with uh, uh, my belief systems and whatnot. So yeah. I should probably go back yeah, to the helm. I'll be right I'm back. I'm a little bit concerned about this. the we're direction like, we're like that we're going in out, right now. No, no, no. I got this. It's it's fine. Sparrow, Sparrow, Sparrow Killer will be there. They they name themselves, by the way, the familiar. Hmm. So I okay. didn't really have a. That's, that's fine. A, Mr. Whiskers, Sparrow uh, just go, Killer. I would go back and, to the uh, the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll go. So anyway, uh, I, I'm not a very good cleric, but. He like turns the helm and the turtle like stays latched on. So it like raises up and he has to like pull it off, set it down. The turtle who's apparently named Empress Dominatrix named by named by herself. Uh, he goes She's back to freak. steering. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a very good cleric, but uh, I might be able to help a little bit um, with different spells. It, it, it is good that uh, you can help with healing. Are you happy about my a junior cleric status. I mean, uh, I work with, quite with hard. your I life do... with with the girl and the. Oh, you uh, know, I mean, Farah's job. Great. She's uh, she she knows a lot about magic, and she's been very supportive of me and helping me uh, figure out things about, you know, when I have to do something for the knights. It's she's been she's allowing me time to do that. We know it's a dangerous time, and I'm sure all of us have had that situation. I mean. XX, you went away for almost a year. I mean, you, and you haven't really talked about it that much. Not much to say. I was a coat rack. So a coat rack. Is that a? Yeah. a, 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 a I think it's a code. An, word an, an analogy. A metaphor. A simile. A euphemism. No, I became a coat rack on purpose. Tiburon, do you know what he's talking about? Is this like a human thing? I think he means. A rack that holds coats as opposed to hats or books yeah, or see, other sort of things. Is that like oh. a level of spy that like you, you have to graduate to? You, like, were in a, you were in a no. cold place and so you had to wear many coats. No, like you, you steal wear things and then you're an assassin I and then you're a was, coat rack? 
I was a coat rack. I don't understand. A coat rack was me, and I was a coat rack. Okay, we're here. And uh, you kind of look out, trying to turn forward, and you can see kind of like very close to, you've been kind of like skimming along above clouds and almost kind of like just below the cloud level. So you can really more see the lights before you really see the whole like size of the train. But you can see that you're approaching this object kind of out on the horizon. You pretty quickly, you're coming in from the side. So you approach it. Pretty quickly, as you get a little bit closer, it looks like there's four or five cars that look like really heavily armored and cover and covered. And you can kind of see along it, there's some kind of like magical shimmering. It looks like there's more than just the kind of like heavy shielding that's along these most of the train, which doesn't have like windows or anything that you can see. So he, Jarek's able to kind of pull back pull around and come up by it. He actually like dives down into the clouds to approach, which is given his level of confidence, like a kind of harrowing maneuver to be on, but he does a pretty good job, like pulling up to it and kind of matching the speed and getting fairly close to the back of the train. So he kind of like rises up and you kind of like the mast of the ship and the, the higher parts come out first. And you are sure enough, kind of like, moving along at the pace of this flying train, just like a couple feet away from this platform that's on the back, where you're supposed to meet this guard who's a double agent, but there's no one on the platform, but there are doors that are open. Is it like jumping distance or do we have to like do a little zip line? Oh, let's do a zip line, you guys. Yeah, let's definitely do a zip line. That sounds awesome. Take out my my longbow. (laughs) You could try to jump, but like one stumble, you're like, who knows how far away from the ground you can't actually see it. So any sort of extra security, probably good. I'm going to take my my rope arrow. I've definitely developed a couple of trick arrows and, you know, uh, at this point. And so I got my little rope arrow and I've tied around and uh, kind of in the middle of the side. Oh, shoot. Was I supposed to tie the other end? I'm sorry. No, it's I've got it right here. uh, So then um, I tie it on the ship. Um, and I, I yell to Jarek. I'm like, okay, when we slide down this, don't forget to undo the rope. It's very important. Otherwise, you won't be able to leave. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sparrow Killer, get the rope after but, we're, uh, after we're done. Before. Question. Uh, how, how do we get the uh, cart over there? Uh, you do have uh, your very, very fancy and like well-oiled, uh, <laughs> wheeled cart uh, that you well, have. Uh, Debron, you think you can one-hand this? What, uh, uh, what, what are the dimensions of the cart? Like, could I, could I, like, bear hug it with one hand and then just slide with the other? It's probably not great for us to keep the ship here for a real long time, you guys. So if we can get over here, that'd be good. All right. Well, uh, uh, let me slide down, and I take my longbow, and I'm like, wee. <laughs> Kind of slide down to the the back. back Here, platform. gravely, gravely, catch! What are you throwing? I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw the throw the trash can over. <laughs> Why don't we tie it to the rope and then like? No, nope, <laughs> we're throwing it. XX funny heart roll yeah, slide of hand. Shield. No. Yes, I'm good at that. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm glad I, I could have. I could have set up another like nope. rope system, and we could have swung it across. Nope. Twelve. You could have. Twelve. That's good. <laughs> I'm not very. Hey. You chuck, you you chuck this uh, barrel. Basically, hold on, and it lands on Ah. gravely, like upside down. So basically, gravely is like almost immediately in the barrel, 
Yes. Did you just bunny bunny me? <laughs> it's on there. <laughs> so <apparently. laughs> yeah. Oh no. I hope I don't fall off. So gravely and barrel are there. All right, I'll go next. He goes. Get this thing off of me. <laughs> Thump branch will go. Don't do that again. And Tiburon goes. All right, Tiburon slides across, and uh, the hawk familiar goes out and kind of like latches onto the arrow with a beak and pulls What's it, it free. Like? And the crescent. What's the hawk sound like? The hawk. <laughs> it's being covert, so it doesn't make a lot of hawk sounds. Really, just like a. Well, it I just, I just, it's just revenge for making me do all those hawk noises. <laughs> I know. Scree. It, it sounds is. like freedom. These are very, very quiet familiars for the moment. And it, it pulls away. So the Crescent Squall 3 kind of backs away and drops back down into the clouds. So the plan is for Jarek to kind of follow along until you need an exit point. And actually, as you pull Gravely out of the bucket, or pull the bucket off of Gravely, Mr. Whiskers falls out of it. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Whiskers, you're not supposed to be what are you here? Doing in here. Hello, oh, Kitty. Okay. We'll have to keep them in the barrel. Uh, Mr. Get Whiskers, do you, can you, can, oh, uh, Branch, can you talk to Mr. Whiskers? Or is that yeah. only for Mr. Dark Harbor? Yeah, I can, yes. I would have to use a spell. But uh, Okay, well, don't do that. I just, I mean, just in case if we need to have his assistance, it might be nice to, to use that. Oh, I have it as a ritual, so I actually could just sort of do it. Yeah, let's spend 20 minutes on the it's, back of this. It's just 10 minutes. Thing. 10 That's minutes. A ritual. Yeah. It's 10 minutes. Yeah, so you are recognizing that you were supposed to meet, really, Sora said there was two guards on the back. She didn't say they were both agents. She only said one of them were, were agents. They were supposed to be back here guarding this thing. Okay, and my, instead there was nobody in the door. My jumpsuit open, so is yellow. You're aware of that. gray uh, patch. Um, yes. And, uh, and it has like, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, buttons that, that kind of go up. Um, what does everybody else's jumpsuit look like? Uh, mine's black. Okay. Jet black. Yep. And it has a little patch on it that says <laughs> Steve. Okay. <laughs> Mine is brown. Brown? Okay. And it just says goblin. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiburon, what's your jumpsuit situation? Tiburon's is pink. Uh, very bright pink. Uh, and it says Daryl. <laughs> With a little apostrophe after the G. Mine. Daryl. <laughs> uh, I had to. Uh, this is just what was available. I I just had to yeah, grab it. Yeah, mine says Trini on it. You all are weird sizes, nice. so this is what was available. What was there? Yeah. In the headquarters. Did everyone practice their voice? What? Their covert voice? Uh, yes, this is my covert voice. Uh, yes, this is my covert voice. Uh, my name is Steve, and I'm going to be cleaning out the back of this train. I'm going to roll for performance and see how my voice is. Ooh, I rolled a, uh, a two, so <laughs> minus one, so I got a one. <laughs> well, All right, so here's my voice. <clears throat> I'm Trini. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't hold that pitch very long. You, I'm so you, sorry. You know what, Gravely, you're you're fine. fine. We're, we just won't do yourself. voices. It's 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 all right. I mean, that it's was like right. that yeah, was like an octave for me. That that's very hard. Just remember the names. Remember the names on the name tags. That's the most right. important part. Right. Yeah. Trini, Goblin, and Daryl. That's right. Should we each have gotcha. code words? Like, if we need to be activated, like if we need help. Uh, I'll we don't need to maybe I'll say this. egg and if and if I need Steve's help I'll say knife and if we need Tibrone's help we'll say uh, we'll say bucket and then my word will be one. Branch is gonna walk over and just put his hand one? on put his hand on 
on Grayley's shoulder and say, eh, if we need help, uh, just say help and then the name of the person whose help you need and we will help. I'm just saying that maybe we should be more covert, you know? Okay, so oh, just to set the scene, you are on a platform on the back of this train, scheming on the way back. up high in the air, okay, zooming past you. It's super noisy, Yelling and for some the reason, the door behind you is open. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's, let's go in, inside. Okay. In. I'll, I'll yeah, take okay. point. I go forward with the barrel. I'm I'm rolling the barrel in front of me. I'll follow Tiburon. So as you guys enter, as as you four enter the back car of this train, you enter a kind of like dimly lit cargo sort of area. There's a bunch of crates and all sorts of stuff kind of like lining the walls on kind of two sets of shelves on either side. And then on the far end of this cart, which is probably like 25 feet down, you see two figures and they are not facing you initially. Uh, you see the figure of a dwarf and the figure of a tiefling. And they are working on the door on the far side, which looks like a big kind of like metal barred door. They're working on getting through that. Everybody roll both stealth and perception. Oh, gosh. 11 stealth and a 7 perception. 18 stealth, 25 perception. 19 for stealth and 13 for perception. Uh, 21 stealth and 18 perception. Okay, so I would say that Branch, you notice going in and kind of like looking around besides those figures, which are going to take up most of your attention, but with a very high perception roll, you also notice that there's a crate to your left that is pretty big and that you can tell... It's pretty fine detail that you're noticing. It's like a nail that has been recently pulled out. You can tell that something, this crate's been like recently opened and something's in there. But also uh, there's these two figures, which I don't think collectively you are stealthy enough for them to not necessarily notice. So these, if the dwarf and the tiefling want to respond to this, maybe cleanup crew that just entered the back of a flying <laughs> train that you are aware doesn't have anything back there other than a platform because you came uh, from that direction. God, that's so mean that they make the cleanup clue wait on the platform. Ugh. Their outfits are horrible. <laughs> Daryl, Goblin, Steve, Trainee, something tells me you guys aren't the normal cleanup crew. Uh- Yes, Super we are. Uh, egg, egg, egg. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're quite quite normal. The 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 back of a carriage is usually the uncleanliest part of it. You know, that's that's what they yeah, say. It took us a long time to clean up the back door. I mean, it, there's a lot of filth on the back door, so we have to clean it up. Oh, okay. Well, don't let us keep you. Uh, have a nice day. Bye. Everything fine going on up here. Um. So, uh, Dorf. The dwarf that is like saying all that, you carry as a person recognized gravely the ranger who is wearing a yellow jumpsuit and who, with the name tag Trini. They do not recognize you because you are a dwarf. Hey, I recognize those guys. What? Yeah, but I don't think they recognize me because I'm a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> gravely roll perception because you do kind of vaguely recognize this voice, which is not like covert. Hey. That voice doesn't sound like a dwarf that would 
Hold on a second. Perception? I, I only got 11. So, gravely, you have a little bit of a sense of recognition of this voice before, but you can't quite place it. Why do I have a feeling you're not telling the truth? Look, gravely. Mr. Mr. What? Oh, I mean, uh, trainee. I, I, I just trainee, guess. Trainee. Trainee? Trainee, you know. Yeah, you, no, you I, I, I just glad you're doing well. I'm going to say from her, from the way she's going through this, that immediately jogs your memory of like, I met somebody who did stuff like that all the time. It's got to be Lyra. Wait a second. Ignacio? <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? Oh, does it ever. <laughs> Lyra? Oh, yeah, it's me. What, what, what are you doing here? What, I mean... What, what are, you... are you doing here? I, I, I'm so, uh, I... so surprised you're part of a cleaning company now. I, 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 I mean, well, no, we're with, we're with the knights. We're with the the knights. You know, the knights of the realm. We're kind of they clean too. <laughs> Hello, Knights of the World Table, and wow, you have just heard our special guest for this episode, which was a lot of fun to record with, Jessica Talson Burtness, who was in all the way back in season one, episodes like five, six, seven, and eight, I think, playing Lyra, which was a lot of fun, and we were so excited to be able to get her back accompanied by Xander, who is played by her real-life partner, Alex. So they're a great pair. It was a lot of fun to record with them. As usual, thank you so much to, for all the art and much production by Chris, who you can follow his Patreon at Dungeon Heads and Weston for our theme music and lots of background music. Follow him as Arcane Anthems all over social media and on Patreon. And thanks to uh, Ripley Crespo, the new little baby, who we'll have her on the podcast as soon as we can. You'll probably hear her crying in the background at least once in season six. So now we rejoin our episode. I actually recorded with Jessica and Alex what they were doing up to the moment they met our heroes. We recorded this secretly from the other players beforehand. So we go back to, I don't know, roughly like 45 minutes previously in our timeline, and we rejoin Lyra and Xander at a mysterious-looking fortress. Draki, the familiar, are approaching the uh, fortress of the local ruler. The fortress is a giant, black, uh, imposing, generally pyramid-shaped structure. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of hustling and bustling going on. There's people walking around. There's guards, but there are also kind of like people moving packages and things so you're kind of approaching this area and you have not as yet been stopped or kind of like noticed by anybody morning morning okay have a nice day <laughs> bye bye okay uh, lyra they they look pretty grumpy no, no 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 that means they're doing something important it means we're in the right spot okay Okay. On the left, out of the way, we've got to oh. get this loaded. Step aside. Sorry, yep. I'm dyslexic. Excuse. I didn't know. Sorry. My right and my left. I always get those mixed up. 
There's an orc and a goblin walking by, and they're they're carrying some like a big crate or something, but their like inherent disparity makes it like very awkward for them that the goblin's way lower. And like, <laughs> past you, they don't they don't really seem to acknowledge you too much. Look at that crate. It's got fragile written on the outside. Must be something important. Are we just gonna? We're trying to break in. We don't need to just steal every crate that we see. Sander, why would you say that to me? Of course we need to steal every crate we see. Okay. I did not save you from a bear trap for you to be a naysayer. I promised you when you saved me from the bear trap that I would go along with whatever you said. And so, okay. All right. Okay. Let's follow them. Come on. All right. Let's go. So you kind of casually follow them along. Can you do a stealth roll? Together? Yes. Yeah. 16. 14. Mm, nice. Good enough. So you're able to kind of like slyly kind of cruise along behind these, uh, this orc and goblin who are carrying this crate and they approach closer past some other kind of like hustle and bustle of people going on and they get to the kind of like big gates of the pyramid which have a couple guards around them the gates are currently open but there is a uh, tiefling woman there who's like checking some sort of like security badge or something so cute she looks at them one of them waves waves their little badge and she kind of like checks it off on a list and allows them in you gotta get one of those badges yeah okay what about this what if I send Draggy to distract them and then use a mage hand to grab their badge? That could work. It's worth a shot. Do you think the badges, are they like individual badges? Do you think we need one badge for two of us? Hmm. We probably need to steal two badges. Yeah. Or we could lie to her. Okay. What if we told her that her mom was sick mm-hmm. and that she has to go get her? <laughs> I don't think... This is, ugh. But when I got caught in that bear trap, I promised that I would go along with your schemes. Uh, okay. Let's try it. <laughs> so generally speaking, the orc and the goblin have made their way in. <laughs> there. Guards are still there. As you kind of like glance around to other people, most people around, well, not everybody has one of those badges, but you can see that a few people standing around you have those badges. And you kind of like guess that it, the people with the badges are allowed through the gates and the other people, this is as far as they're supposed mm. to go. Okay, Lyra, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I really support you stealing this. But? <laughs> but what if I just open a dimension door and we just jump past these people? Yeah, okay, that sounds good. All right, that sounds like a better idea. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to cast dimension door to get us past this tiefling as long as it's within a range of 500 feet, which I think it should be. And I can bring mm-hmm. one person with me because Lyra's within five feet of me and she's willing. Lyra, are you willing? <laughs> if I had a nickel. <laughs> yes. Excellent. So you haven't been in the fortress, but the gates are open. So you'd be okay. able to, you think you'd be able to teleport yourself in kind of like looking in through the gates. Yeah. There's kind of a big open area in there with a similar level of hustle and bustle with maybe a few more guards around so you could get yourself in there when you like 
apparate there in the middle of things, it might attract some attention. It could get awkward but, quickly. But you're pretty sure the spell would work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, Lyra, you have to hold on. And then you have to tell me that you're willing. Okay. <laughs> it's how the spell works. Trust me, Lyra. Put your arm around me. Grab me closer. Okay. Wow, this is super close. <laughs> Say the Sometimes words. I feel like I should have left you in that bear trap. Well, you didn't, so. Okay, I'm willing. Okay, we dimension door. Voop. <laughs> All right. So you disappear from where you are. You pop up inside the gate. So where do you want to like aim for with this spell? Like what kinds of like areas are you wanting to drop yourself into specifically? You want to kind of be hidden, just kind of in the midst of things. So generally someplace people aren't looking or what do you yeah. want? What's your aim for? Somewhere people aren't looking. And yeah. like, if I'm looking through like a, a door shaped hole, I'd want to go like in, but then maybe like kind of hugged up, not totally against the wall. Cause I don't want to dimension door into it and take damage. Mm-hmm. But like, kind of, kind of to the side, not just going to shoot straight into the middle. How does that sound? Yeah, I agree. Cool. Um, yeah, just roll. Well, you Xander roll stealth again for your ability to pop up and not be nineteen. Seen. Ooh. So yeah, you pop up kind of like up against a stack of crates where there's somebody nearby with their back turned, and so you're able to. Both of you, as Lyra wraps her arms around you, mm-hmm. as you described, would be necessary for the spell. Right, you disappear spell. from out there right. and uh, reappear in there. And you're like five feet away is uh, two dwarves who are looking at something in the other direction. Um, but you're able to pop up behind them and nobody nobody has noticed you. I'm going to use the spell message because we can't talk. It's a cantrip. And I'm going to point to Lyra and telepathically say, look, Lyra, crates. Look at all these crates. <laughs> can I can I message you back? I don't, I don't know if you have the spell or not. Oh. Yeah, uh, you can respond. You can, yeah. It's only a certain number of words, but you can respond to a message. Just oh, like yeah. yeah. Uh, I only need one word. I'm just going to look at him and say, obviously, <laughs> because I have eyes and I also see the crates. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Then I'm going to pat his beefy shoulder and say well done good job also you've been working out thanks Lyra. i appreciate you noticing yeah you look good we should okay anyway we gotta gotta go we gotta go we gotta go we gotta get the crate (laughs) at that point i think you do part of that quietly and then as you like (laughs) awkward about it you forget the message part and you say that part out loud and the two dwarves are like all right, where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, get back uh, to work. You're not supposed to be here. Go do your job. And they kind of like point off towards uh, farther down. This is kind of a long chamber as you get a chance to look around it. And they actually gesture off towards. Uh, it looks like. Here's an interesting thing that I feel like trains aren't well established in the world, much less flying trains. So I don't mm-hmm. know that you've necessarily seen a train okay but they gesture off towards what is essentially a train but you might only process it as like wow some like a bunch of kind of like high-tech wagons that are like connected to each other it looks like they're on some sort of like rails Mm. they're probably pointed at something that like indicates they'll be taking off that direction 
come on, let's pick up a crate and we'll keep it moving down there so they think we're doing our jobs. Okay, that's a good idea. Uh, grab the like top crate that hopefully isn't that heavy and we pick it up between the two of us. Okay. We look at the dwarves and say, chip, chip, cheerio. Uh, and because I can't help myself as we're walking away, I turn to one of the dwarves and say, oh, by the way, they asked me to tell you, your mother's really <laughs> sick. You have to go get her. So, good luck. What? Hilda Barrow? She's sick? Yes. She yeah. just ran a marathon last, last month. Uh, I don't think. What, what happened to her? She ate some bad weasel. She didn't cook it all the way. You got to tell her. <laughs> Give me deception. <laughs> For this totally needless uh, deception attempt. Eleven. Oh, I, I, she seems so healthy. It's, I, I, I gotta, I gotta reach out to her. I'll, I'll use the, I'll use the, the, uh, the message stones. I'll have to go. Can I? And she like hands her, <laughs> she hands her like notepad to the other dwarf and kind of like wanders off, muttering to herself, suddenly worried about her mother. And uh, so that worked. Good job. <laughs> so you're kind of like walking towards this train, carrying this trait between you. You see at the back of the train, there's a couple of guards posted there. You see there's definitely, there's been some places where some stuff has been loaded into this train, but the doors are currently kind of like big steel doors are currently like locking down shut. They look pretty formidable. It's kind of Mm -hmm. like a, one of those, it's not just like a wooden door on a roller. Like the places where this train has been loaded up, like Mm -hmm. are like, Big formidable metal doors that are like, and like steam pops out of it, and there's some sort of like locking mechanisms that lock together. And once those doors come together, there's not like a visible door. It's just like, yeah. And they're all closed now. There's no openings. The back is open, but you don't really see other places to enter. And everybody's kind of like backing away from it. It looks like it's mm. kind of like powering up. There's also like when the doors close, there's kind of like a a little sense of like a magical energy kind of like zoom, zoom, mm. that like in addition to the metal doors closing some sort of like magical protection locked mm. down. But the guards yeah. are still there in the back and a few people are kind of like going in and out of the very back portion of the train most people are kind of like backing away and clearing out because it looks like it's getting ready to leave we gotta get on this thing all right how many people are milling about a fair bit okay (laughs) none are are directly paying attention to you except for the poor dwarf that whose mom you just threatened (laughs) Uh, or that person was paying attention to you now she's not so nobody's particularly paying attention to you but there are people around if you like lit up on fire or something they'd definitely like notice Okay. Does the does the back of the train so the back of the train's open, right? Does it also does it look the same as the other places where like it also has this like big door? The sides do, but the very back there's a couple of guards on, there's kind of a platform yeah. and uh, a door behind okay. them that you actually see them like lock physically. Mm, okay. Lock, lock down. I can send Draggy up to see what it's going on. That's there. a good idea. Okay. Draggy. And then he scurries. He scurries. I love that. And you look through her eyes. Yes. Yeah. So I look through Draggy's eyes. She goes um, up onto the platform and into the back of the train. 
So I guess we'd need to roll stealth for Draggy. Okay. To not be noticed. Ooh. I rolled a three. Hmm. All right. So Draggy tries to covertly, like, go on up there. Um, and you kind of, like, approach, get a better look at the two guards that are back there. Uh, so there's a Dragonborn... Uh, kind of like bigger, tougher looking guard who is looking just kind of bored and hanging out there. And the other guard is a uh, male dwarf who's looking a little bit nervous. And then like you see that dwarf look at you, looking through Draggy's eyes, you see that dwarf <laughs> look directly at uh, Draggy and then actually step down and be like, hey, what's that? Get out of here, you! And kind of like steps down and chases Draggy a little bit, wielding a, a uh, axe mm. towards it. <gasps> what do you do? Ah, hey, you with the axe! What? Huh? What? what? You, yeah, you with the axe! <laughs> no! They, they told me to come tell you something! <laughs> oh, no! Your mother's sick! She oh. needs you! She'll probably make a oh. full recovery. It's not serious, but you have to go now! What are you talking about? Your mom, she ate some bad weasel. We, we, my mom, we, uh, all right, roll perception. <laughs> Not perception, roll uh, deception. <laughs> the other kind of deception. <laughs> Ten. Uh, that's what I rolled. Uh, and plus four deception. The dwarf, like, directs his attention to you and, and walks up to you and says, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how you know my mom, but I can't. I can't leave right now. I just, just look. You are you, are you, are you here for the thing? Are yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah definitely. Sure. Yes. We the are. thing. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. I'm only here for that. <laughs> we both actually came for it. Okay. Now both of you roll deception again. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. One. Ooh. Uh, Plus my four. Oh, you, oh, you, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, nine plus six, 15. Okay. The one's not going to be good for you. But no. <laughs> no. Kind of a five. So you say that and it's going well. You're not sure what the thing was. Uh, you could tell, you could kind of get a, a glimpse of he specifically is waiting for somebody, but he knows now that you're not it. And he just kind of like gets wide-eyed and more nervous looking and starts to run away back to the train. But nobody's looking at you at the moment. Okay, so there's the two guys by the train and there's still a bunch of people milling about, right? They're all kind of backing away from the train because it seems like it's about to take off. Um, So none of them are particularly looking at you right now. He's definitely like interacted with you. The other guard is still on the back of the train, kind of looking towards you at this point. You're still kind of back there hanging out near various crates. Okay. Draki's chilling <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> presumably. But he's kind of like making movements to go back to probably the other guard. Come on, Draki. Okay. So I cast Major Image behind us in between. So we're in between the people that are all milling about and the train. So it just looks like the train with two guards, the dwarf and the dragonborn, just doing repetitive stuff. Uh, so anybody who looks at it will just see the train, but we're going to go bop them on the head, and that's what I'm going to do. Cool. Can you all maybe, like, 
it's not hand oriented, but maybe like sleight of hand with advantage for your major image, not attracting too much. Yeah. Really like slipping in this major image while nobody is looking. So nobody is like sees the blip basically. Yeah. Uh, 16. Nice. So the dwarf runs. You go running after the dwarf and you are able to expertly like throw up this major image to kind of replicate this scene. Except with the dwarf and the dragonborn doing regular guard things and mm-hmm. not running away from you and noticing you as the two of you essentially run into the major image. And uh, now you're kind of like right on top of the dwarf as the dwarf comes and alerts the dragonborn. And they're both they both turn to look at you. Xander, do something. They can't kick us off. Hey, dwarf, I got one thing to say to you. Sleep. And I'm going to cast sleep on them. Uh, Roll your sleep. It's like sleep. (laughs) Dice. 5d8. 25 hit points of creatures fall asleep within 20 feet, starting with the creature with the lowest hit points. All right. So um, surprisingly, the dragonborn falls asleep first. Hmm. There you go. You know what happens when you assume. And the dwarf, like, kind of, like, eyes flutters a little bit, but then, like, shakes it off and does not fall asleep. Ooh. So the dragonborn just, like, drops. <laughs> is napping. Betty by it right there. The Ooh. dwarf is like, what are you trying to do? I've, this is, this is important. I don't have time for this. This is not how I'm supposed to go. Lyra. Oh, man. Looks like your friend had some bad weasel. <laughs> Um, as you as this happens, as the dragonborn falls asleep and the dwarf says that, the train starts to move, starts to pull out. Uh, is is the train up on like? Are we like raised up above the tracks? The train is currently on tracks and starting to move. Would it be bad if the dwarf fell on the tracks for himself personally? It's the back of the train. <laughs> dwarf would be okay. <laughs> okay, not going to get run over by the train unless it reverses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's shove him. Okay. He, he'll be fine. He looks like a very sturdy fellow. Yeah. You shove him. You just want me to <laughs> shove him out of the tracks? Yeah. Just shove him. All right. I'll shove him. Okay. I walk over to the dwarf and I shove him. <laughs> roll for shove. Okay. <laughs> Great. Like a strength roll or uh, athletics or whatever. At, at advantage. Because he's on suddenly on a moving platform. Wasn't expecting that. 11. 11 with advantage, Xander. <laughs> Sorcerer. <laughs> My strength is only 10. (laughs) (laughs) You're very weak. (laughs) I'm a very weak man. Um, So Xander at Lyra's order shoves him and he definitely like loses his balance, but he's right on the edge of the Mm -hmm. platform and he hasn't quite gone. Lyra, it's your turn. What do you do? I'm going to shove him even harder. Ah, you roll for shoving. (laughs) Athletics with advantage. Um, 16. That'll be good enough. So like you give him the kind of the last, <laughs> so he falls off the platform just as the train takes off like that on its own wouldn't be catastrophic he just kind of like drops down a couple of feet and he would be able to like jump up and attack you except that the train has just started moving away so he like falls down off of the train onto the tracks and like stands up but by the time he stands up you're already 10 15 feet away with the train picking up speed and it continues to pick up speed and he looks and kind of like doesn't know what to do and and just says like, uh, 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 if you see my mom, tell her I'm. Uh, I'll see her. <laughs> and this train uh, zooms kind of like out of the pyramid, is picking up speed rapidly. And you're at the back of it, so you can't really see where it's going. But you are very surprised when it lifts off of the tracks. 
it lifts well, up. It starts to levitate and leave the tracks and launch up into the sky. Uh, whoa. Sander, what's whoa. happening? I think we're flying, Lyra. Oh, my God. It's like a big draggy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where's Draggy? <gasps> Draggy! Oh, <laughs> You've identified Lyra. You're talking to her a little bit. She's still in dwarf form. So, Lyra, do you drop your disguise or do you stay as the dwarf guard? Uh, I'll drop my disguise. <laughs> It's Lyra. Hey! Uh, hey! And some other guy. Hey, everyone. Xander. Uh, this is uh, this is Lyra. We um, briefly worked together in um, in Oakheart, and and I I don't think I've met your friend. Oh, this is um, well, he's sort of my manservant now. It's not exactly <laughs> like that. My name's oh. Xander. Well, I'm, I I saved his life, she, so he pledged his life to me. I so. owe her two boons, and once I've repaid those. Two My boons. Paid. Two boons. Two, Not one two boon. boons. Right, but the first boon that I asked of him was his eternal loyalty and allegiance. And what did I say? You said yes. Yes. So, so. yeah. So, <laughs> so, all right. So, so Lyra's kind of like your patron. Are you a warlock? Uh, Lyra's a warlock. I'm a sorcerer. Oh, interesting. Ooh. All right. All right. He got sure. caught in a bear trap and I saved his life. It was the only spell Ooh. I didn't have was how to get out of a bear trap. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Lear and I uh, met along with some other friends. Uh, we we uh, met when she was fighting an owl bear. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it was a really big owl bear. Really? A lot of hooing mm-hmm. and gurring and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she made it seem like she was in a lot of trouble, but she actually wasn't. But then she actually was. And she has a tendency to not tell the truth a lot so anyway this is um tiburon uh he's a he's a, a pirate a bit of a pirate oh hello hi and this is um um the uh smallest branch uh, in the left side of the forest i forget your whole title i'm sorry we say a branch <laughs> a branch from the smallest tree in the forest but you uh, you can call me branch oh he's actually a nice branch. goblin um and uh, I don't think you ever met XX Bloody Heart. His um, th- this is the rogue we were telling you about that oh. went missing. So he actually turned up again. Oh, good! Mm. I definitely thought he was dead. So glad you're he not. He did too. Yes, I'm back and deadlier than ever. He was baby. a coat rack for a while, if that means anything to you. Oh, that makes yeah. so much sense mm-hmm. to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know. Hey, can you explain it to me? Because uh, I do not understand. I was a coat rack. <laughs> I was a coat rack. <laughs> I was me, and then I was a coat. So have you had, I don't understand so, why you guys don't get this. Uh, so, have you had any uh, thrilling adventures since we last saw you? You sort of just disappeared. I mean, Branch and Tiburon and I uh, sort of had a, a giant, uh, a giant water elemental that we fought on, uh, on a coastline in a big dragon turtle island sort of thing. We fought that, and that was a th- thing that happened. So, good for you, Gravely. That's so fun. You know, I kind of had some ups and I had some downs, mm-hmm. lost my way, found my way, yeah. had a king, King's Ransom, gambled it away. Yeah, I was oh. there for that. Got sure. lost in the forest, found him in a bear trap. Yeah, sure, sure. So it's sort of been a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Right. Uh, I got to say, though, losing that King's Ransom was a real downer because that's I was a, like- That's a bit of a blow, yeah. Super wealthy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was like, a so, whole afternoon. You're yeah. telling the truth. You can roll inside for that, inside. but meanwhile, just Tiburon, you hear. Uh, hey, Tiburon, can you hear me? It's Jarek's voice. Jarek. 
What do you want? Oh, I uh, I was just seeing I, I I was just seeing if I can contact you. So uh, there's some kind of like magical shielding around around most of this thing, but uh, I, I think it seems like I can reach you through Mister Whiskers there. So as long as he's there, I should be able to. We, uh, we have our yeah. I'm coming through the, the tattoo. I'm coming through the uh, the tattoo. So I mean, hopefully I can help you out or, or check in through Mister Whiskers as long as he doesn't get you know like obliterated. Wait, so. are we talking through the tattoo or mind. through Mister Whiskers? Who's talking to me? Is it you? Well, he, uh, it's like a baby monitor. He can hear through <laughs> Mr. Whiskers. I see. But he Mr. Can't Whiskers respond. is just on the side going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. So he does clarify to Tiburon, because none of you <laughs> none of you clowns hear this. Like, uh, I tried to message you directly, and it didn't work. I think the shielding on the train blocks it, but through Mr. Whiskers, I, I was able to do it. So I, I think we'll, we'll need him until you're back outside okay. of the train. All right. Lyra, well, hey. this is Mr. Whiskers. He's in the barrel. If we need to talk to Jarek, our man on the outside, we talk to him. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers is currently back in the barrel. It's just like laid down to take a nap. <laughs> but he's been out of the barrel and kind of like walked around, jumped up on crates, kind of like licked his paws and preened a little bit. Mr. Whiskers just been chilling around comfortably. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, 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 tiefling peoples. Uh, were you in this crate? Yes. Is Briefly. there uh, <laughs> someone in the crate now? Yes. yes. Hey, Branch is going to go. Wait, uh, are they alive? Well, I think yes. I Eldritch blasted them pretty hard, but I think they're still breathing. Uh, the person in the crate is asleep based on the sleep. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes, 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 the yes. Eldritch blast was just for fun. I, He's sleeping. I was just after they were asleep. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. They have uh, some scorch marks uh, on their face, but otherwise they seem okay. Yeah. Should we like dump them out the back or what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, dump them off the no, train. Don't uh, XX We're bloody hot. Flying through the air. What? No, to do that. To die. Yeah. I'm not responsible for what happens after they fall. Listen, I've got yeah. I've got a better idea. I'm just going to uh, go over to the crate and I'm going to seal it back up and I'd like to um I'm going to mend it. And then we'll throw That's... it out the back. No, we're not going to throw it. So, question before we go committing homicide. Zach, do we have any idea what our contact on the ship was supposed to look like or be? Uh, No. It was either person in the crate or another person. I'm assuming it was. Who doesn't seem to be present. Uh, uh, Lyra, we're supposed to meet someone and and we... I, I would assume that it's you, unless you're here for another reason. Were you, were you, um, were you undercover for the night? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no no oh, okay so this is just a coincidence then oh I, I mean i'm here for a very specific reason to be sure i'm in search of something why are you here mm, we are here we're to... on a mission that's secret so we can't tell you that if you're not the person who's supposed to meet us we can't tell you well we're on a mission that's secret yeah, so we're not going to tell okay, you. Okay, great. So then we'll both just go get the same thing at the same time. What if we what? say the the person that sent us on this mission at the count of three, and if it's the same person, then we know that we, we, we're we working for the same organization. Okay, fine. Good plan. Right? <laughs> I'm thinking of a name. Uh-huh. The name of a person that we're gave gonna us the We're going to say it on mission. three? We're going to say it okay. on one, two, three, and then say the name. Okay. Right? Okay, ready? Okay. One, One, two, two three, three, 
Zach your Zorris. mom. My, my mom? What are you doing? <laughs> Lyra. You don't know that your mom didn't contact me. My- she could be very ill, and you're here wasting time on the train. Gravely, is Sora Go your check mom? on your mother. No. Oh, okay. Lyra is not our contact. <laughs> Derek messages Tiburon again, like, Hey, Tiburon, are you guys making a lot of progress? Are you through yet? Uh, oh, yes. We're, we're moving through very can. methodically. Yes, we're, we're, we're well okay. past the second or third carriage at this point. Yep, making great progress. Oh, that's awesome to hear, because I don't know how long this train is going to be in the go. air before it gets to the oh, other fortress. Go. Okay, right now, I, know. I don't know where this contact is, but we need to we need to keep going. Lyra? Hey, Gravely, I think, you the, and uh, I think the uh, contact is in this uh, crate. The one that I just sealed up? Uh, that is my guess. <sighs> You basically doomed well, him to likely. death now, gravely. Get up. He's, it, he's, got, he's got plenty of space. He's not going to die. They're going to well, find him. Well, it's airtight. There was another oh. one that we kicked out the back. Yeah. It was what? before we were airborne. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. He's, I think. okay. He's okay. He's fine. It was. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. He's probably okay. Look, you guys. <sighs> we're... Lyrid communicates at some point <laughs> along this discussion that the dwarf that she was impersonating with the finger of Ignacio Saint Ignacio was the other guard who they managed to leave at the station and she replaced. So one of the guards not present, the other guard that was with that guard now in the crate ah. sleeping, magically All right. sleeping. Well, um, well, look, let's get you guys inducted into the knights and then we'll <laughs> no, be good. Uh, uh, XX, well, uh, I don't. Mm, let's, let's let's just move forward. Okay. Maybe All they right. can help us out, and we might be looking for the same thing. So um, we need to get. Uh, go forward a little bit um, and we're looking for, we might be looking for the same thing, perhaps we can help each other out just like old times and and just like this new time Xander, because we haven't worked with you yet Lyra, but, uh, uh, but I like can we, sorcerers can we trust them? We're on the heist of the century right now okay? I don't want to split it six ways. I know, neither do I but, but Gravely and I have history we don't want the item for ourselves well, we, we do, do. Well, that's fine. We just don't want it to fall into the wrong hands of of, of you, these these elites. Would you, you consider Lyra's hands to be the wrong hands? Lyra's hands are very nice. Careful. Nimble. I mean, Thin. what? No, Pale. I'm in a relationship. It's okay. Delicate. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. What's her name? I think her, her name's Farah. She's, oh my goodness, beautiful name. She's a name. halfling. She's quite, quite no. lovely. And she, she's I'm also sure she's into, a she's, she's a bit of a wizard. Um, uh, She's oh. uh, the book. She's, she's taught me mm. a few uh, magical spells. Anyway, I think we yeah. need to keep going. I can catch you. Okay, up a okay. Bit, but, Look, but we're happy. You're to not join evil, forces. and and yes, we can join forces. But we want the item. It's ours. Um, we'll what if when... what if we offered you a king's ransom in exchange for the item? I eh? <laughs> I what? love king's ransoms. This seems like a fair trade. Deal. Tibron. All right, we're in Tiburon. Great, fantastic. Gravely, don't yeah. worry about it. We'll find a king's ransom at some point. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so here yeah, are you guys' yeah, nice jumpsuits. We'll Here's your jumpsuits. Our, our, <laughs> our thing was jumpsuits. So if you want to join the cleaning crew ruse, that's what we're doing. They can okay. uh, they can pretend to be uh, guards since there were two, and uh, and now they are not here. Might grant us more access if they were guards, eh? Mm, I don't know. Jumpsuits. I don't know. If that's yes, what Lyra wants, I guess that's fine. But Lyra has a finger bone that can turn her, make her look like anyone. Mm-hmm. That's true. And right now, I want to be a cleaning crew. See, Lyra gets, so it. I put Lyra on, gets it. I put on a black and white checkered jumpsuit like the people in the pit crews wear. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and my name tag says Dominoes. Dominoes. <laughs> Dominoes with an S. Apostrophe. Apostrophe. S. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. And oh, by the way, your code word is is a uh, uh, flatbread. <laughs> ah, smart. Just in case we need uh, help. Uh, and then, um, do you have a, a jumpsuit for? Yeah, here, here you go. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Fine. All right. I put on the jumpsuit. Mine's gold. Ooh, oh boy. Like, <laughs> Le May, gold LeMay. Like gold. It's a gold LeMay jumpsuit. <laughs> the name is Sheila. <laughs> love it. Chris, you got to make this character art, man. You got to draw I, this. I love it. So wait, so wait, what does Xander look like? I know, I know he's a, a tiefling, but. I'm a, uh, so I have, I have like nice horns, like yeah. not too big. Yeah, a good size. I get you. <laughs> you're, okay, you're impressed. Uh, so like, they kind of go like back. A, like, like then, so horns, like tiefling horns can go up. They can curl around like ram. They, they like go back and then they go uh, forward. So they go yeah. back and up, like kind of yeah. wavy. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, like, wow. a like a gazelle. Yeah, kind of like a gazelle. Oh, yeah. Gazelle horns. Okay. Um, but I'm I have like mostly normalish human features. Other than that, but I have a very like severe face. Um, what color is he? Like a, like a medium gray, oh, okay. not a light gray, and not like a dark gray or a blue yeah. either. Yeah. Warm or cool good. gray, kind of a cool gray. Okay, like a C five. All right, good. Yeah, <laughs> we gotcha. should move. All right, let's go. Uh, uh, you two, uh, tiefling. Uh, the door is locked. The door Literally is just locked. Lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they've been looking at is it's a big metal door. It's round. And it's sealed in the middle, but there's not really like a lock mechanism on the middle. It looks like there's two lock mechanisms on either side. They look like they have a keyhole. Mm. Each one has a keyhole, but they're like pretty far apart. They're like 10 feet apart. Have you seen anything like this? Yeah, it's your typical um, uh, double tumbler uh, fallback system. So uh, we're going to need two people to pick this at the same time and then synchronize the turn. It's pretty complex. Only three other lock pickers I know have done it. And I'm one of them. So, once <laughs> you guys step back, take a little, uh, take a little coffee break, and I'll uh, knock this out for us. I don't drink coffee; it gives me anxiety. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's fine. Twenty-five to pick yeah, the lock. Yeah, baby. Okay. It's gonna stick two in. It's gonna uh, put up a, a a chain between both of them, and then hook them up, <laughs> and then like move both chains like this so that it turns them both at the same time. You are not able to. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Stinks. It's the worst. Okay, I'm out of ideas. Your 25 lock picking roll on one of them, you're able to, like, you know, with great finesse and great skill, pick that lock and you feel it go and unlock and, like, nothing happens. And as soon as you, like, move any, remove a pick or anything, it just, like, clicks back into place. And it seems like, indeed, they both need to be, like, opened. At the same time, it's like a nuclear submarine kind of thing. There's supposed to be two keys. They have to be turned at the same time. And as much as like, so you like pick the first one and then you can kind of fi- try to figure out the like, oh, I could like run a chain and maybe do it at the same yeah, time. But you can't. <laughs> it takes like much more. It's like a two handed, like very skilled lock picking kind of work with two or three instruments going in at once. And you can't work that on, on both. At the same uh, time. If, if someone wants to try a great, uh, the branch can help. I can cast guidance on somebody. Give him a plus four, or I can do it. I suppose 
Tiburon, actually, so Mr. Whiskers comes up and actually like rubs against Tiburon's uh, leg, like shin, just like one of those little cats, like, I like you. And uh, Tiburon, you have a sudden sense of kind of assurance and roll an insight check and add D4. All right. That is 19. Wait, insight at 20. Ooh, nice. So one, you've just kind of like noted that the cat was able to like cast something on you. Probably presumably Jarek through his familiar was able to probably cast guidance on you, but also kind of just like watching this and thinking about it, it kind of occurs to you that like possibly the guard in that crate might have one of two. If there was two guards here initially, then maybe they were the two people with two different keys to open this thing if they're the only ones back here. And so maybe one of the keys is now sealed in that crate with sleeping. Uh, Gravely. Could yes. we unmend the other guard out of there? Something tells me he might have one of the keys we need for the situation. Uh, I, I, I'm only a junior cleric. I don't know how to how to unmend. I, I mean, I suppose you All can right, just break then. it. Tyrone <laughs> cracks his knuckles, and um, is does this look destructible? Yeah, it's, it's just a regular crate. Okay, it's now very well sealed. <laughs> but they had pried it, they had pried it open, dumped him in there, and then resealed it kind of like loosely. So the mending has just like very well professionally sealed it. But it, the crates are meant to be open. I'm sorry, I, I I thought we were sealing this person in. I didn't know we were sealing in a key. I look for something to to pry it open, like if they used a crowbar or something like that. Yeah, how'd you guys get out? Roll investigation to look around for a crowbar okay. or something. 17. You look all around and yeah, you find a crowbar that's actually like been like set on a on a girder against the outside walls. It's just like a place where something could be set down. It's not like easily visible, but somebody had stuck it back I've there. I've got this metal bar. All right, everyone stand back. I grab the crowbar and I just jam it in and go for it. Use the power of leverage, baby. All right, so you pry that open and there is a sleeping dragonborn in this big crate. Yeah. He is sleeping, right? Yeah. Okay, he's breathing. Good. Yeah, okay. and that would that would wake somebody from a regular sleep, but he's had the sleep spell cast on him. So for however long that lasts since Xander cast it on him, he would be magically sleeping, followed by potentially just regular sleeping. How long to sleep? Maybe not that long. Hold on a second. Oh. Let me look out the length of sleep, because oh. he might just be at this point regular sleeping. Yeah. It's one minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <no>. uh. <laughs> oh, boy. We could have been talking for more than, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, exactly. Two rounds of time. Probably more than one minute since this thing lit. So, Tiburon, you, like, wedge in this thing. They told you, like, oh, he's asleep. It's fine. And you, like, wedge your crowbar into this thing and, like, pry it open. And just as that happens, this dragonborn, like, leaps out at you and grabs you and tries to strangle you. Put put it put its arms on your... Uh, uh, ah! can, can I can I like throw him off? Uh, sure. Grab a, a roll. A, I suppose uh, the dragonborn's essentially trying to grapple, so you can defend that with a athletics. Athletics. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, twenty six. <laughs> so the dragonborn leaps up, like, "How dare you! Get you for this!" and grabs onto you, but like, doesn't have really good leverage from a laying position. Just getting freed from this crate doesn't have great leverage to like do a full like wrestling move. So like, gets hands on you, and you're able to react quick enough to like step away and also kind of like grab onto the person and use their kind of momentum to 
kind of haul him out of there and onto the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ain't sleeping no more. Hold him down. Get back. I'll, I'll report you. You're, you're, you're going to... Where? Are, are, are we in the air? Did you kill Gary? Yeah, we killed Gary, and you're next. <laughs> if you don't keep it... I don't, I don't know if we named the dwarf before. I don't think so. Where's my partner? Did yeah, you kill him? he's dead, and you're next. So hush it up. Mm, I'll die for the cause. Really? Please don't. I mean, it's really not. I mean, what what can these people be paying you that that's worth dying for? Uh, well, they're just regular pay, but you, we're making the world a better place, a, a, a cleaner place, a more organized place where where the right people can 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 have power over the wrong people. The right people, like did they say, all dragonborn or something like that? Well, just us, the ones that, that work uh-huh. here. And, you're, uh, and what's the name of the person that you're following? The elite. Uh, you don't need to know that. You, Tell you, us. You're one okay, of them. Throw them out. No, no wait. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to walk up. I'm going to get closer to him. You tell us or you're going to take a quick flight off of this floating carriage. I'd like to intimidate. All right. Roll intimidation. Negative one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's dead. Four. <laughs> he's like looking down at you. <laughs> he's like, he's on the ground being thrown out down to the ground for Tiburon. And so he's in like a seating position and gravely walks up to him and like is basically eye to eye with the dragonborn that's sitting trying to intimidate. But he's just like, kind of like, he stands up and he's like a good. More than don't, twice don't your height. Stand up. Don't stand up. Okay, you're standing up. I'm not talking, and I'm not helping you, and I'm not doing anything. I looked at. I look at Branch and say, Branch, <sighs> like we rehearsed. Branch will. Uh, Branch will turn into a giant octopus. There it is. <laughs> Jeez. I'm gonna I'm oh, I'm no. grab him. Don't All think right. it's this room. <laughs> Roll grapple with giant octopus stats. Yay. I imagine, I mean, giant octopuses kind of conform into their space, but like, yeah, a lot of this relatively narrow rail car is now filled with octopus. Uh, that's a nat 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> octopus. Octopus. Devoted dragonborn is now extremely grappled by an octopus and, uh, <laughs> Very surprised by that course of events. I'm going to dangle him over the edge. I'm going to ask again. <laughs> what is the name of the person you're working for? Ah, uh, roll intimidation with advantage because of octopus. Ooh, that's not bad. 17. Uh, so he... The, <laughs> uh, Dragonborn is being dangled over the back of this thing by octopus tentacles. And is feeling very intimidated by both Gravely and Giant Octopus and the situation. And the Dragonborn is struggling and trying to get free and just like coming nowhere close to it. And instead uh, bites down on one of the octopus tentacles and digs its claws into another octopus tentacle, which gets it loose, gets him loose enough to fall. No way! Never, never tell! Ah! Oh, and just oh, like through the clouds, shit. disappears. Oh. Oh. Did he have the key? Yes, he had the key. Oh, I well, what I was going to say before you did that is that uh, <laughs> Branch was going to take his, like, three of his tentacles and start to search him for the Probably key. Done that. I, I was going to, and then you said stuff. <laughs> Let's say. 
probably should have stayed task oriented, huh? <laughs> wow, oh, this sorry. doesn't feel good. Sorry, Branch. I, I know you were trying to do your best, I and mean, that was a great uh, one-two that we had there. I, mean, that, I liked being able to grab him. I mean, you, you did a great job. Yeah, it was a good mission. Jarek, why don't you come pick us up? <laughs> Steve, we can't give up yet. It's it's just a door. Wait a minute, a door. And Tiburon looks at the crowbar he's still holding in his hand. Why didn't I think of it earlier? Can I just <laughs> the crowbar and open the door that way? Oh, obviously. Uh, sure, make a strength check to use the crowbar. Maybe the, Athletics. the octopus can help out? <laughs> Please uh, don't help. <laughs> Ooh, 23. Ooh. So, yeah, you wedge the crowbar in there and give it, like, a really, really good jar <laughs> crack. Um, and it moves a little bit. It moves as much as you can move the crowbar in there because you know you're, like, really... You've got good angle, you're strong, and any normal door should break under this, but you're really only able to move it as much as you can move the crowbar. And then as soon as you let up, it, like, slams back into place. <sighs> um, but just looking at the thing in general, so you've established it's got these two locks. Having the keys, one or both... Would have been easier, but now neither one seemed to be aboard this train. Um, but if if XX Bloody Heart could lockpick one side at the exact same time somebody else could open the other side, then it would probably open. Can, can you lockpick one si- the other side so they're both lockpicked and we just hold it and then we turn at the same time? Ugh. I mean, I guess we'll try it. That's what we got to do. Lyra, Wait, you Lyra, aren't you professionally aren't trained? Aren't you a bit of a thief as well? I mean, oh yes, I'm super good at lockpicking. <laughs> <laughs> Lyra, I'm over here doing both. I'm putting a chain up between you both. You're not going to jump in and help you. I wanted to see more octopus. <laughs> <sighs> okay, you get that one. Tell me when you're ready. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ready? Three, two, one, wait, wait, wait. go. Uh, so <laughs> Mr. Whiskers uh, brushes up against XX Bloody Heart and casts Guidance. If anybody else that knows Guidance I, would like I, to also. I, uh, I know Guidance okay. as a level one cleric, so I will cast Guidance on So XX. Yeah, so you note that like the cat is casting Guidance on people, and you're like, I can do that. Do you want to cast on Lyra? Wait, who's Mr. Whiskers casting on? Mr. Whiskers casts on XX. Yeah, I'll... I'll touch Lyra's boot. May I touch your boot? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, yes. All right. Um, makes me... F- okay. <laughs> Gravely has lots of feelings right now. <laughs> Gravely like reaches out to touch all the parts of Lyra he can reach and he's like, uh, no, that doesn't seem appropriate. No. Uh, 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 how about the boot? <laughs> Um, all right, both of you have guidance if you want to make a lock picking roll, which is uh, dexterity plus proficiency plus d4. <laughs> Can I roll again? <laughs> no, you can't. 25 for me. Give us what you a, have. Well, I rolled a one. Oh. <laughs> Wait, but plus what? But plus. What do I add? Uh, uh, do you get like a nine? A nine. That's with the D4? I can turn into a gas and slip through oh. the keyhole. That sounds useful. <laughs> Would that be as <sighs> easier? <laughs> let's, let's, let's try opening it okay. and see what happens. Plus let's see D4, what happens. So nine plus D4. What was your D4? Oh, two. So, so 11. 11. 
You got to 11. So, XX Bloody Heart, you're able to, like, really maneuver it and just, like, you get everything ready. You get it ready to go. You're also, because you actually go to the other one that you didn't pick before. So, you've kind of, like, got the format down from the first one. You're able to go to the second one, get it all ready to go, and just wait around while Lyra kind of, like, fusses uh, around. Br- <laughs> and I say, uh, brunch, a couple of brunch, Tiburon, get yeah. ready to pull it uh, once they get it ready. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes a while xx bloody heart but as soon as you see she's gonna go you are able to execute yours right at the exact same moment and it's enough that they both turn they both kind of click open and the doors <laughs> open up excellent all right easy i'll Ooh. speed through uh gravely will speed through and look for some sort of like latch or release system that doesn't make it close again. So you jump through the doors really quickly. The next cart is, uh, looks like about the same size, but it's completely dark except for uh, a panel to your left. And it's like five metal dials that have numbers on them, like a, like a combination lock. It looks like there's like a five digit code that's supposed to be on this. And it's only mm. thing, it's the only thing that's illuminated. And you kind of turn and stare at it. And then you hear from somewhere kind of ethereal, you hear a eh. Whoa. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bran- Branch is uh, going to grab the crate and use it to, like, wedge open the door. Uh, and then we should... Guys, the door's fine. I'm and then we should all... It. Yeah, you never know if it's going to uh, close. And then we should all go in. Uh, uh, also, I think uh, at that point, Branch, uh, Branch will de-octopus. Uh, 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 every, everybody come in the room. Branch is back to Branch. I, I go into the room. Uh, into the room. Yeah, I'm into the room. Uh, hey, what is this uh, uh, noise? Uh, there's a little keypad right here. It puts a bunch of numbers on it. I, I start tapping the numbers. <laughs> is it like? Is it like numbers you can press, like buttons, or like you'd have to like turn each dial. dial and roll it to the right number combination? Like a, like a codex? Which, yeah, which you know some of the okay. guards might have known, but they're not. They're not available <laughs> immediately right now. Uh, so what happens as every turn. <laughs> what happens as these uh, uh, as the beeping kind of like speeds up into a solid tone is the the doors behind you slowly close, but also this whole chamber lights up with beams of light. And that looks like there's a couple of different colors maybe five or six colors, and some of them are solid. <laughs> They're at all sorts of different angles, but some of them are like turning on and off, and a few of them are actually moving along. And so you can see from the light of these different colored beams that there's another door on the other side, uh, but you are on this side, and all of these beams are between you and... Mm. and so right. uh, the door closes? Because I put that big old crate there to try to stop the door from closing. <laughs> It does. It closes slowly, and it closes against the crate and slows down briefly. But like over time, like you could do something in it, but like over time, it just like splinters the crate and okay. eventually closes with some mm. splitters in it. It's like Hydraulic being press. held open like an inch or so just because of splinters and stuff. Do the lights look dangerous? Are they scary looking lights? I mean, they're just just beams of light. You should touch one, Xander. <laughs> it's relatively inviting. There's a blue one. There's an orange one. There's a green mm. one. Oh, hold a... on, Xander. I, I hold out a uh, a bit of rope. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like cast a little bit of rope forward into one of the lights. Uh, roll a d6. Okay. A two. The rope you throw out lights on fire when it hits an orange beam. Ah, all right. Well, that's, that's to be expected. Stamp, stamp, stamp. What what height is are these beams? They're like all over. 
Okay. There's not a clear path. They're okay. very much, uh, you know, like thief movie, yeah. <laughs> thief movie, yeah. like red and infrared. We would need theme, to like, we they're... would need to do the entrapment, Catherine Zeta Jones, like thing to get. But around you said them. that they were moving, right? Like they're kind of like a few of them are moving. So it's not just crawling. I mean, they're not invisible. First of all, you can see them, but a few of them are moving along. And a few of them are just kind of like turning on and off. But um, you do feel like with like really good dexterity. Ooh. You could potentially make it through. All right, without I'm... hitting them, but you'd have to be really. I've good. got an idea, um, Lyra. You said you could turn into a guess, a guess mm-hmm. form, right? So maybe is there something on the other side that looks like it might turn it off, like like a like a switch or something? Do I is see there? anything? You don't see anything on the other side, mm. only this panel, which seems logically to be the key to mm. turning, but it could not be having maybe, these activate, at least in the first it place. Could it's be potentially that, maybe, that you couldn't even shut it down now that they're seems on. Seems like we should all just go we, for it. We've got to get past this. So and we've got one one person, that, if, if mm. you can turn into a guess, is that like something you can go through and then switch back? Or is it like a permanent thing? Mm-hmm. I can transform a willing creature... Oh. Uh, including everything they're carrying into a misty cloud and mm-hmm. flying long? speed of 10 feet. And it okay. lasts through concentration. So yeah, if you stop concentrating, you'll stop being a gas. So you can, yeah. 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 So then I can come back to me. <clears throat> so that's a spell, you know, that, so you could actually cast that on anybody. Yeah. Oh. But you only and have also two I have two spells per day, but I only get two spells per day, but yeah. I also have a little dragon named Draggy, my familiar. <laughs> we haven't talked about him. Yet. Oh, we also <laughs> have a cat. Yes. Oh. And a cat. Do the cat and Draggy like each other? Ooh. Unlikely, I think. <laughs> Unlikely. Mr. Whiskers has like, you realize now, Mr. Whiskers is a black cat, so like blends in very well with the shadows <laughs> and stuff. You realize Mr. Whiskers is indeed in the room. And as Lyra references it, Draggy, you said? Draggy. Uh-huh. So Draggy's been just kind of like hanging out mm-hmm. against Lyra, like up in her hair or something. And like Draggy kind of comes out and the cat immediately sees Draggy and is like, <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of like oh, chase, no, no. run around. Draggy kind of reacts uh, branch, to it. Branch, oh, branch is an octopus. Um, uh, no, no, I'm not. I changed back. Oh, okay. Branch, uh, animals fighting. Eh. Mr. No. Draggy flies out and like pretty easily maneuvers in between a couple of the beams. Uh, yeah. And then Mr. Whiskers kind of like mm. looks at it and is a little bit hesitant about the beams. Mr. But... Whiskers, can you go through? Or, 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 or can you, Lyra, can you talk to your dragon and, and, and see if maybe uh, she can look around or he? I, I don't want to assume. Sure. Uh, yeah. If the dragon can look around on the other side and see anything. Yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Need you to come out for a little while, okay? We've got lots of deadly looking beams, and I need you to be really careful and fly through all of them and let me know if you see anything on the other side, okay? We're looking for numbers. Numbers. <laughs> so just let me know. Call okay. me back. Roll dexterity check for Draggy. 13. All right. So Mr. Draggy kind of like turns to the far end of the of the car and uh, navigates pretty easily through a couple of beams, gets maybe like a third of the way through, make another dexterity. Mm-hmm. Is it a fairy Roll. dragon or a familiar? It's a pseudo dragon. It's a pseudo, pseudo dragon. dragon. Familiar. I'm going to look up. Six. Ooh. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Hope it's high. It's a plus two dexterity. It also has magic resistance, which might be uh, important. That's nice. (laughs) Uh, So it has advantage on saving throws and magical effects. So that's an eight roll. Jessica, roll a d6. Okay. 
five. Mm, the magical resistance will help against the uh, acid that sprays out and hits Draggy oh. at this point. And it will take, uh, actually, it can make a dexterity saving throw. It has advantage. Mm, two roll twice. Oh, good. Take the higher. Okay. Oh, sweet. 18. Plus two. Uh, 20. Ooh. All right, good. So, uh, Acid sprays out as soon as it touches a, we'll say, green beam. and uh, But uh, Draggy is able to quickly move out of the way, sense magically the cantrip that's being sprayed out at it and uh, zip out of the way. And now uh, Draggy is two-thirds of the way through. Make one more dexterity mm. roll to get the rest of the way. Uh, 12. Uh, that will do it. The Draggy's able to navigate the rest of the way through, up, down, all around. Kind Yay, of like waits a little bit for Woo! one of the ones turning on and off, goes and froggers its way a little through this thing. And it's now safely on the other side, uh, where there's not a lot. There's another door. It has another double lock system on it, it seems like. And not like a control panel or anything. It looks like you might need to just work your way through these things. Mm. Hmm. All right, everybody, I've got an idea. Uh, so these beams are light, and you know what light hates? Darkness. Uh -oh. I'm going to cast darkness, and then I'm just going to start walking through it. <laughs> I say, watch, watch this. Smart. Oh, no. Smart. <laughs> this is going to work. Oh, oh, no. This is how you got into the bear trap. Yeah. All right. Concentration wow. up to 10 minutes. Darkness I like range, it. 60 feet. I like it. Mm -hmm. Magical darkness spreads from a point you choose within range to fill a 15-foot radius sphere for the duration. The darkness it, spreads around corners. Creature with dark vision only thing can't that can see kill, through this darkness. Kill darkness is like sunlight or something. So, mm -hmm. so you have a sunlight it's, beam. It's magical and, darkness. Yeah, magical darkness. It's so dark, even as a tiefling, I can't see through it. Yeah. 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 Unless, you, unless you have true sight, I, I think that's yes. or devil sight. That's the only two things that can... All right, so he makes... Most of this car that you're in immediately dark, <laughs> like impossibly impossible to see through. Ah, None of you, even Zander, with dark vision, mm, love it. Zander, is able to see this. Xander cast blindness on us. He's a traitor. No. Hey, watch this. Hey, we can't see anything. Branch can take a good look at this. <laughs> Xander, what are you? Uh, Xander, roll a, roll a d6. Okay. No, come on. I bet this is going great for me. I bet that's why I'm rolling a d6. Five. You have died. Roll again. <laughs> Four. Okay, so you walk forward. Based on, like, where things were when the lights went out, you walk forward, and you are confident that you get through a couple beams. You get through the mm -hmm. space of where a few beams were. So you're building confidence that like, hey, this is going to work out. This is great. And then oh, you... I made it all light. <laughs> and then you get hit by a ray of frost. Oh. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Hiss. Oh, because it's not light. Um, so it seems hmm. that yes <laughs> you hmm. guys nobody sees this even Xander <laughs> Xander uh, are you okay is it working it's cold well that's great so that roll... means none of us can see any of the deadly beams <laughs> Xander go ahead and roll a d8 to take cold damage okay. also your speed is reduced by 10 uh, until the start of your next turn which won't oh. affect you too much and let's look at darkness 
two I think damage. You probably need to roll concentration to keep up darkness, which you may or may not want to keep up. Yeah, it's concentration, so make that check. Yeah. Uh, seventeen. All right, so you're able to come maintain darkness, and <laughs> they just hear you like get hit by a cold beam, whatever sound that makes for you. Um, and uh, so you kind of recognize, at least Xander, you recognize like, uh, all right, this plan maybe halfway worked, but also for the beams that are left that don't seem to be based on light triggers, you cannot see them. All right. Xander! I've um, got good news and bad news. What? <laughs> the plan 100% worked for 50% of the beams. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. But it made Just it 50% follow. worse for the other three. What? Other follow 50%. in my footsteps. <laughs> we can't see and what? Know where your footsteps are. You have to trust me on this one. No. no, no you have to drop the darkness. It's okay. I can't drop the darkness. I've yes, come you, too far. Yes, you can. It's okay. Come back to us. Just let I, go. No, keep going forward. I like that. All right, okay. I'm going to keep walking forward. So you're just going to straight walk? Are you going to crawl? Are you going to do any any adjustment? Or are you just going to like straight I'm walk? I'm just going to straight walk. <laughs> I trust that all the rest of the beams are made out of light. Please tell me it walks in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I would super say you for sure hit one. So uh, roll uh, 2d6. And tell me both numbers. Four and one. Ah, Ash, right. Take one d10 of force damage mm. and another concentration check. <laughs> Take eight damage, uh, 20 on concentration. All right. <laughs> you still got your darkness. This plan <laughs> has it gone <laughs> seamlessly. He's just oh, like, I am God. one with the force. The force is with me and just failing <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and Lyra, the Very sound of him getting hit, you actually recognize as the sound of an Eldritch Blast. Ooh. Somebody's blasting. <laughs> what do I do with that information? Xander, you're a little bit more than halfway through this cart in magical darkness. And uh, you have two directions that you can move in. I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to keep going, everybody. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> you're a little bit disoriented, so you're not totally sure you're facing the same direction you were I'm, when you got hit with an Eldritch Blast. <laughs> I'm positive I'm moving in the right direction right now. I'm going to keep roll a, going. Roll a survival check to just check your orientation. <laughs> <laughs> Natural one. No. No, goodbye, friend. Three three total. Xander, you walk forward and you seamlessly make it through the rest of the way without being hit. And uh, you're kind of like feeling your way in front of you and you feel uh, a person. Hey. hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn it. Yes, you realize, oh, you're back where you started. <laughs> oh, Xander. Please stop touching Branch's face. All right, I turned the lights back on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Branch. Did you say you dropped the trying. darkness? Or yeah, I dropped the darkness. Dark? I turned the lights all right. back on. All right. Well, there you are. You've learned some things. Hey. We all, we all oh, grown. So all, about half learned. of these are, ba- are like actual light beams <clears throat> that might be able to be adjusted in some way. And half of them are more the actual beam of various cantrips that some of you are familiar with. Are they coming from a specific area? Like, are there like six trigger release valves or something like that? Like along the side of the wall? Or are they coming from like unknown sources or 
It's not just six beams. There are six types you can kind of oh, see looking, like but there's more one. beams than that. And some of them okay. are diagonal. Some of them are top to bottom. Like, okay, so the closest beam to us, is it coming from somewhere? Like, is it obvious where its point of origin is? Yeah, you can see that it both comes out of and like goes into a spot. XX, see if you mm. can disarm that. No problem. I'm going to try and disarm it. <laughs> Get out my tools, my thieves tools. While he's mm-hmm. doing that, I'm going to cast Guidance on myself, and I'm going to try to Dexterity through it. Okay. Roll probably Acrobatics. Right. And Jeff, roll for your Thieves tools to try to disarm one of okay. them. 21. Oh. So you are able to dexterously make your way through and avoid all the beams and kind of like step over, step under, shimmy under, limbo under, and you get about uh, a little more than a third of the way through with that, but then you're going to need to make another Acrobatics okay. check. 10 for disabling <laughs> nope oh, man you're able well, to like, adjust the beam a little bit messing with it like a- alters it a little bit and like you see it like it starts missing the hole that the that's a fire beam it oh, starts no. missing the hole that the fire beam is going into and like burns a like <laughs> scorch mark up the wall on the other side mm. nice. see if you can aim that at one of the other beams Cross the beams, yes. uh, but at the like spot where it uh, comes out, so that it breaks the uh, thing. All right, I'll give it a try. I rolled a, <laughs> I rolled a, an eight plus one is a nine. Ooh, uh, roll a d six. Five. Hmm, that is make a dexterity dexterity saving throw against acid. Twenty one. Succeed. So similarly, it's one of those same beams that Draki hit and. Uh, Acid sprays out at you, but you're able to kind of like shimmy to the side real quick and avoid that. I'm going to keep going. All right. So one more acrobatics check. Uh, nine. <laughs> Roll another d6. Perhaps this was a mistake. Uh, three. Uh, take one. Wait, what was it? That's the same thing Xander got hit by. It is a 1d8 cold damage. Ooh, eight. Ouch. So you take eight cold damage from that, and you're actually slowed, but you're close enough to the other end of the ah. cart that it doesn't lead to any more trouble, and you are through. A little bit the worse for rare. How? Jackie's over there Can with you. Can you describe the, the panel that has numbers on it? How many numbers were there? How many numbers on There's each There's five dial? dials that Ooh. look like they go one through <sighs> ten. All right. I set them all to one, one, one. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Nothing happened. Set the last one to a two. Do I say anything on the other side? Uh, I would like to thoroughly investigate, looking for clues. Uh, Roll investigation. Okay. Oh, pretty good. Uh, 19. Nice. So you look all around. You look at the beams. You look at the door. The door looks pretty similar to the previous door. Beams look uh, humbling. Um, You don't really see anything that seems like it would be overtly used to shut things down or punch in a code or anything. Uh, You do kind of notice like either wall on the side of you is just like it just looks like slightly different, like a little bit cleaner than the other wall, a little bit like more polished. um, But it doesn't really signal you any any give you any ideas about how that could be used to get people through this current situation. Mm It's almost like somebody like cleaned those two, that little part of that cart for some reason, which doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I don't really see anything over here. Uh, there's no switches or, or clues or numbers or anything. So, uh, uh. All right, why don't you head on back? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. XX, uh, can you yeah. 
see if there is a way to do something with the number panel that will uh like where you could like cross the wires or uh pick pick the lock sort of uh to make the beams go away uh maybe uh well let's I'll take a look at it and um I'll go over and inspect it and see if there's anything like I could take off a face panel or take off any of the enclosure around the dials. Uh roll investigation. 15. Uh so yeah, taking a good look at it. Um there's not like a release or anything. You could probably like pry it off the wall and drag it out of there if it was trapped that would be not good if it was that might break it you don't see that it's a lot more intense than probably than these kind of like five metal dials and probably something kind of like magical that's rigged to all of the kind of cantrips that you rec- you kind of like recognize like each of these beams are triggering a type of cantrip that some people know mm-hmm. um and so the connection between those and this dial is probably some sort of like magical configuration as opposed to completely Mechanical. Uh, I'm going to spin one of them and see if change it to a different number. You do. No all effect. Right. What if we use five mage hands and just have all the hands go like... Just have them like spin real fast. Spin them. <laughs> and we could use our actual hands. We, we could use our hands <laughs> to do that. Yeah, but what if they were mage Yeah, hands? but like what if they were mage If only I hadn't turned away from the octopus, I could use all... I could just use my hands. Oh. <laughs> What about is is your in your fancy secret order? Do you guys know anything about numbers? Can you ask your friend somehow? What does your cat know? Oh, that's a good question. Um, actually, we, we might be able to do one better than that. Um, <laughs> uh, who would I know back at old HQ um, that might be able to help? What about with a um, cipher? What about the gnome Bartleby? Bartleby? Oh yeah, I guess we can reach out to Bartleby. I mean, he's a bit of a tinkerer. Um, uh, it's worth a shot. I've Just got... send him a picture on your phone. All right. Uh, hold on a sec. And I'm going to cast uh, <laughs> sending on my tattoo. I can do this once a day for somebody that I've, I've, I know about. And I will send to Bartleby and I will say, Bartleby is gravely the knight. Hello. <laughs> Bartleby is a real good voice. I don't want to buy Bartleby. I think you have to speak to you. We are in a room. At this point. <laughs> we are on a mission. <clears throat> Oh, I've only got 25 words. Um, right? <laughs> Hello, it's Bartleby. <laughs> it's Gravely. We are in a room. There is a five <laughs> number lock. Uh, disable? Possible? Please help. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, trying to send that, you run into the same problem that oh. Jarek was encountering, which is it doesn't seem to get out of the train. I'm, I'm not getting anything. It's it's almost like it's blocking the the, the spell. Ugh. That's a good. Ask Jarek. Maybe Jarek is good with numbers. I uh, no, he is not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we may need to just uh, risk it and go. Uh, I can cast guidance to help, and the kitty can cast guidance. And uh, well, unfortunately, Mr. Whiskers, you look around for Mr. Whiskers, and Mr. Whiskers, you realize is actually on the other side with Gravely, right. <laughs> like rubs up against Gravely. Uh, hello, hi. All right, who wants to go? Uh, uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> but while he's doing that, uh, Zach, I just want to try one more thing. Uh, so yeah. we know that there's different like points where all these things are coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna point at one of them that I see that's doing like a red beam, which we've identified as fire. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm going to point at it, cast true strike, which is a cantrip, which mm-hmm. which I'm able to uh, 
I'm able to get brief insight into its defenses. So I'm hoping that it's like ice fire. And then I'm going to pull out an arrow and then shoot it with my elemental arrows, an ice arrow mm. at the fire laser. Uh, roll an attack. Oh, wait, I have to say something. Uh, I have to say, uh, <laughs> uh, chill out. And uh, <laughs> all right, it's a, um, a 17 to hit. Uh, yeah. So you fire an ice arrow at the like outlet of this fire thing and it, it hits dead on and kind of turns to ice, kind of coats the whole area with ice and kind of like coats the wall with basically an ice cube. And uh, it is momentarily stopped. You can kind of see that the fire is still like rolling and melting its way through the ice. But like that beam, at least for a short amount of time, ends up being blocked. Ooh, mm. it, can you do that to the ones by us? And then we will all go and then you do it to the next ones and then we'll all go and then do it to the next. Uh, I'll try. Um, so uh, on the one that's closest to closest to them on the other side, what 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 uh, which one is it? Just I'm just going to do the ones on the on the very bottom. The the very first one is the is uh, another fire. Right, I'll one. do the same thing. Chill out. And it blocks. You're pretty good aim, so I think you're able to hit. As soon as it freezes, I go. Yep. Next one. What color is it? Uh, so branch, make a acrobatics check with advantage for uh, going on through the the first third. The next one that you see is uh, yellow. Twenty one. Oh, Branch is able to zip through with the aid of kind of like taking advantage of the open space. Uh, you're able to get through about a third of the All way right, through. I'll do the, uh, I'll do a, a flame arrow. Flame on. 26 to hit. Uh, you hit it and fire strikes that one and uh, you hear like an electrical crackling, but it doesn't turn oh. off. Right. Mm. Uh, Actually, it gets like suddenly like like a lightning bolt freeze as opposed that to one just too? a straight beam. <laughs> I can try. I'll, I'll try shooting another one. <laughs> just freeze the them all. Same arrow. Just <laughs> you freeze. Do a ground type. Chill out. The freeze arrow on the yellow one. Yeah. Uh, that works. Uh, yeah, I think that one works momentarily. I go as soon okay. as it is frozen. There's like a lot of electrical crackling on that side of things. It seems a little scary, but uh, yeah, Brant's roll another acrobatics with advantage. Sixteen. All right, you make it two thirds of the way through. Pretty close. You're like. About 10 feet from Gravely at this if point. If there's an ice one, I, I'm going to use a firebolt, which is a cleric cantrip I can do. Ooh, nice. Yeah, you see a blue one, at least. And uh, Xander got hit with something cold you couldn't <laughs> see, but you're uh, guessing so did that I. might be so, ice. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, here we go. Come on, Mistra, here we go. Uh, and I shoot a uh, shoot a moat of fire. Yeah, so roll on attack on that. This is kind of new. Spell attack. Um, that's only going to be a 12. Oh, but I get advantage. That's only going to be a 12. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that one, uh, you hit it and it it, like stops for a second and branch goes and it like pops on (laughs) just enough to (laughs) scald branch. So, uh, that was what ice, that was a ice one. one? Yeah. So that's the same one actually gravely got hit by. So (laughs) prickly. Roll a D8 and an acrobatics roll. No advantage. Uh, tw- 21 uh, and 3. Well, 3 and 21. All right. 3 damage and you're through with Gravely. Yay. This was great. Uh, next. <laughs> so if you want to kind of like that seemed to work reasonably well and you're starting to figure out like how you could disrupt some of these. So if you want to bring everybody through along the same kind of like strategy, we can simplify the rolling yeah. structure from I'll, there. I'll continue. All right, so who's left over there? It's uh, XX Tiburon. Let's get one of the rogues Lyra over here so we Lyra can start picking locks. 
Yeah, so XX Bloody Heart make one uh, acrobatics roll, one straight acrobatics roll. 22. Mm-hmm. Oh, you may get through without hitting anything. Good flip, job. Flip, flip. <laughs> Guys, that was easy. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Just do that. Who's next? Uh, I'm going to cast Blink and just bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> like, just bloop my way over. All right. Uh, Xander's able to successfully, <laughs> using the spell Blink, pop up on the other side. Oh, well, that's very nice uh, yeah. for you that you can Good do that. That's like yeah. traveling through the ethereal plane, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep, that worked. But for the record, the darkness was an equally good idea. <laughs> it was a great idea. Thank you. I mean, in theory, sure, but you know. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, roll uh, acrobatics. Uh, 15. All right, roll 1d6. Six. Ah, so you were able to make it most of the way through and just get slightly electrocuted by one of the last. God. <laughs> one of the last ones. Ah. And target. So take 1d8 lightning damage and then you're through. Okay. You also can't take oh. reactions till the end of your next turn. Won't be a problem. Uh, eight. Oh. All right. All right, Tiburon, it's you again. You all alone. Actually, you. <laughs> Look down, and the cat's, like, rubbing against your leg again. Mr. Whiskers has come back. Cast Guidance on you. And make a, if you want to proceed along the same path, make your own acrobatics I'm going to yell out first, do I leave the barrel behind? (laughs) (laughs) Push it through. It's on wheels, right? (laughs) I shove it. Go with God. (laughs) No, use it as a shield on one side. Get in it, and then then push it off the wall, and... Okay, so I shove it and then run right next to the barrel in like a squat run. <laughs> okay, <laughs> make your make your acrobatics or athletics with advantage. Got it. Nineteen plus D four twenty three. All right. Well, remarkably, you're able to make it through without taking uh, any damage. You definitely feel a few like singes and like crackles of electricity, but it doesn't do any damage. And the barrel gets absolutely thrashed. <laughs> it no. is very much no. unmended, Barry. chopped apart. It's in several pieces. <laughs> you like smell burning rubber and also frozen. All right. Well, I think we need a moment of silence for barrel. It's uh, It's been with us since the beginning of this mission. And... Um, <laughs> I know that XX, you you put a lot of effort and heart into thinking about the disguises. And yeah, this was, this was a big part of it, and we we will miss you, Beryl. Yeah, All right, rest, let's move on. Rest in peace, Barry. Beryl Hammond. <laughs> oh, All right, let's undo these locks. <laughs> there you are. You find yourself in front of this another these locky doors. Same same thing. Two on one on each side. Yeah. Looks the same. Right, I will I'm gonna cast guidance pr- on one of the two people and let the cat or gravely do it on the other. Yep. I'll All right, Larry, you ready? Yep. All right, both of you roll thieves tools with guidance. Twenty-four. Thirteen. Uh, that's good enough to do it. Kind of the same thing before XX gets ready and watches Lyra do it and then kind of clicks through <laughs> right when she's ready. These doors open up again kind of similarly, but instead of like opening up to the next car, it's a big, cloudy, dark, shadowy portal thing, and it has like a indraft to it. So everybody make a dexterity save. 19. Uh, I got a seven, but uh, I have Indomitable, which allows me to re-roll the saving throw. I, I definitely want to use it in this case. Twelve. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, 21. 26. So, XX Bloodyheart, Lyra, and Gravely are not immediately pulled through this thing. Everybody else is. So, Tiburon, Xander, Branch, also Mr. Whiskers, and Draki are immediately like <laughs> sucked into this uh, cloudy thing. They just kind of like disappear into the clouds. Oh, no. Tiburon. Draggy. Branch, can you hear me? You don't hear anything. Xander. I try to use the, the uh, tattoo communicator. Branch. Tiburon. You don't get anything. No response. Static. Oh, uh, Xander, yell if you can see Draggy. No response. What a oh, pickle. Boy. I think we just got to go in there. Okay. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit of adventure. <laughs> <laughs>